0: And welcome back to messy minds where we come to unpack and declutter our thoughts you're joined by your co-host jesse chow and
1: mary nguyen
0: on today's show we're going to delve into the idea of how regret and also self-reflection can impact our lives but before we get into that let's try something new this week and discuss our wins what are some of your wins for the week mary
1: um, so, I have been attending a lot of social events because I've obviously started a new job. Who is she? And <laughs> um, I actually realised something this week, and I realised that I, my social anxiety has gotten a lot worse over the years, not because of the pandemic, well it, it did actually play a part in it, but I was like bullied during high school. And I think so like mm. naturally I'm actually a very shy person. I'm not very comfortable with social yeah. interaction. And I don't like I feel shy already. And I think the times that I've only really, really put myself out there, something bad has happened and then therefore I've like really right. like reclused and just gone inside myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now when I go and do social interactions, I just get this like instant trauma of like remembering what it was like during high school. And, you know, yeah. trying to put myself out there and then getting, you know, feedback or just people, people's yeah. like reaction towards not me. Not being receptive. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah. I think we spoke to Natalia about this, about how like, like the way that somebody else reacts to how you are, not everyone's going to be the same. Like if you, if you put course, yourself out yeah. there, they're not going to react the same way, but um. Uh, like, you can't expect everyone to react the same way as you do. Actually, yes. I've realized who this mm-hmm. was now that we had this conversation with. It wasn't Natalia. It was Sally. Mm, no, no, yeah, yeah. It was Sally. Yeah. Yes. So, yes, yeah, Sally. That. that was like a little bit of a food for thought. And I, because I had like pushed myself back into social events at my new job, um, I was, you know, I think I feel like that for me is a bit of a win because I don't normally do that quite often and
0: not yeah. even
1: the fact that I – I usually go, but I go with somebody else that I already know so that I'm already like sort of in a comfort zone. Um, but this time I actually yep. went completely by myself and then – uh, work was hosting a social event and if you know me I don't really do any of that sort of stuff usually um, but this yeah. event was a paint and sip event and if anybody knows me I am a creative artistic person who likes to paint so I was like okay I want to put myself out there but I'm gonna do it Because this event is a paint situation. (laughs) Um,
0: So it's like something you're still... Yeah, it's like I'm not taking a person,
1: but I'm taking a hobby with me that I already like doing. And so I'm in a comfortable situation, you know, and there's something to do Mm -hmm. as you're talking to new people. So it's like kind of distracting a little bit. And, like, there's moments where you can just focus on painting and, you, like, you get away with it. Yeah,
0: like, you're – like, the whole essence of the social yeah. interaction is not just yeah, talking, yeah. which I, f- I find really hard sometimes as well. Like, yeah, if – for example, a lot of the times work social events are just, like, oh, we're going to, like, a pub mm, or like a bar mm. or something and people just – you get drinks and then you huddle around yeah. into little groups and you, like, talk yeah. to people and get together. Yeah, and if it's, like, you know – well, So, like, you have to find topics exactly. to talk that while as yeah if you're doing an activity you could talk about the activity and then that can leverage like conversation for you.
1: Um and sometimes you know some places do like you know bowling or like that axe throwing stuff as a social event oh, yeah, yeah, the and I get yeah. performance anxiety <laughs> so when I perform I really too, shit I get really even like further mm. introverted so I was like I know I'm good at painting so you know I will be okay here like I will my performance yeah. anxiety doesn't like exist too,
0: you're not tackling two uncomfortable yeah, yeah. things it's so I went to that that was yeah. a win
1: and then at the end of it my, my whole idea was that, okay, I'll do this and I'll, like, get to know some people and I'll meet some people and whatever and I'll leave and, and, you know, it'll be a good night and then, you know, I thought it was, like, a wallflower situation where I'll walk into a group of, like, 600 people and, you know it'll be fine because everyone's, like, busy doing stuff. But then by the end of this event, I got picked for People's Choice vote on the Paint and Sip where, like, one of my, oh my paintings gosh. was, like, one of the best ones um, and then everyone was, like, pointing to me and, like, everyone looked around and they were, like, who the fuck's Mary? <laughs> I was like,
0: you're like, "Who the fuck oh my is god. this girl?" And you're like, "Shit, sis!" Oh my god, they're all looking
1: at me. Yeah, um, so now like half the firm knows who I am, but simply because yeah. of my painting, because yeah, you're the painting gal. <laughs> Um, also, because I didn't follow the rules. Because usually, when you're doing a paint and sip, there's an instructor who shows you how to paint certain things. What yeah. to do? Yeah, what you're painting. Yeah, yeah, and there was like a theme, obviously, and I f- I still followed the theme, but I just didn't paint the same thing that the instructor was painting. I just did my own twist to it, and so veered yeah, off a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there was the other girl that was also on my team, immediate team. She also was another person that veered off, So, but everybody already knew who she was and knew that she was really good at it, so they were expecting it, but then there's like this new girl who just struts in and then starts doing like... Things that are off the books. <laughs> They're like, what is going on? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, two wins out of that situation is that I went to a social event and I won the, like, non-official award for People's Choice Vote. Um, yeah, Two wins out of that one. Um Yeah, quite proud of myself, but also mortified at the situation that was happening at the time. (laughs) you're like, holy crap, I never want to do that again. (laughs) Um, And then my last win for this week was um, the end of financial year sales. They're popping off, like, left, right, and center. Uh, There's some really good deals out there. Um, And as we're recording this episode, I'm actually on the app optus app um chatting to somebody to try and like get a better deal on my phone plan (laughs) (laughs) she's trying to get a better deal and i'm going to note that as you know one of my wins because i love getting a a, a better deal on anything
0: we love a deal we love saving money whether it's a dollar a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars yeah money is money
1: (laughs) anyway that's
0: (laughs) the true agent in mary (laughs) really bringing that out yeah so that's all my wins for this week what about you Jess I feel like life has calmed down for me (laughs) a little bit in a way in some ways and also not Um, I have been getting back into my fitness routine after derailing for a little bit after my holiday and stuff like that so I think that's definitely a win for me, mm. like, I definitely had some, what's the word? Like, I was definitely looking for excuses. Yeah. And I think because it's been so cold lately as well, it doesn't really help the the cause. But, um, like, yeah, I definitely have noticed, like, a difference in regards to how I feel as well because I haven't been working out and I haven't been as good with like looking out for like what I'm eating and what I'm putting into my body so I'm you know trying to focus back on that now now that I'm kind of getting into the rhythm of my new routine so I'm pretty happy with that um I'm also settling in quite well into my new job so I am I think about just over a month in yeah a little over a month Two months really? I don't I think I started on the fifth no like no it's like no literally like a week and a no, it's like I think just over a month. I think yeah, last week was my one month.
1: Feels like settling. (laughs) I know,
0: right? Everyone's like, I feel like you've been here forever. And I was like, Oh, that's such a like that's such a big compliment for me. Um so I'm I feel like I'm really I'm doing really well and I'm settling in and I've made like quite a few friends and stuff, built some new relationships at work. So I'm pretty happy with myself Mm. and in kind of like the same tone with you, right? With you starting a new job. I'm definitely so much more social now and it's made me realize that like, you know how we would, we did those personality tests and we're all like INF like very much introverted but like I'm very much an ambivert and I think this new this new job has really brought out the extroversion in me that has been kind of like been hibernating for the last like 3 years so that's good I think uh the extroversion suits me <laughs> I think, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And I guess my third win is that I, I can feel that I'm a lot more, like, happier mm. just in general yeah. with my life and, like, with the things that I'm doing. And I, like, I know, I feel like that if I'm reflecting on, you know, my year, yeah. like, at the end of the year, I'm going to feel quite satisfied with how I spent my mm-hmm. time and, like, happy with, like, the growth. Um that I've seen in myself. So yeah, I think I'm very much on track at the moment, doing quite well for a media. I can't remember what my, my my goals for like, up, like making posts oh, yeah. like I want a damn
1: roll oh think. girl you've been posting like um, non-stop it's been like seven months like, since being, you came I'm back like, from I'm Hong like, Kong le- and you're still posting legit okay <laughs> the backlog is freaking real with me but
0: also yeah I'm like so fucking annoying I'm just like that bitch <laughs> I post like every other day I'm like hi it's me again <laughs> <laughs> hello um but like I'm like fuck it um yeah the feed is like the theme is like whatever the fuck I yeah. want <laughs> I just can't be bothered like trying to make it look cohesive it's too hard I'm not good to, I'm not a content good. creator I'm just it's just whatever the fuck I feel like so but yeah I'm, I'm really happy and I'm doing things I like um I'm tired but it's good I'm tired but I feel happy so yeah um but on that note kind of a little bit of a segue <laughs> into today's little episode about reflect self-reflection as well as talking about regret and things that, you know, how that has come. Yes. To, to what, that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what am I trying to say here? Um, Yeah, like regret and what our, our experiences are with regret. Yes. You know, being in our 20s, mid to late That's 20s. That's right. She's almost about
1: to hit 30. I don't... Ugh, ugh. <laughs> yeah. She as in
0: not me. I'd like to reiterate. <laughs> she as in not me. Um.
1: Um, so this idea actually came about because I've been reading a series of books from a Japanese author by the name of, I'm going to butcher this, Toshikazu Kawaguchi. That is such an Australian way of pronouncing the Japanese name.
0: <laughs> Toshi Kazu. <laughs> no, no, I think that was pretty good. It was pretty um, right now.
1: Uh, so basically, I know a lot of people in like the book talk, you know, like group um have sort of read this and i've you know uh recommended it to a couple of readers but his first book of the series is called before the coffee gets cold um and i've definitely mentioned this book to a couple of people already and i'm pretty sure i've mentioned it on this podcast but if i haven't it's an incredible series of short stories should definitely uh, read it if you haven't but I'll just give you sort of like a rundown on what happens in these series. So each story takes place in a cafe in Tokyo called Funikuli Funikula. Um, The cafe has been operational since 1874 and it is rumored that the cafe has the ability to let people time travel. Um, However, there's obviously some terms and conditions with this time travel. So I will go through them with you now. You can only... So number 1 is you can only meet people who have visited the coffee shop. 2, no matter what you do, you cannot change the present. 3, there is only one seat in the cafe that you can use to try time travel and it is occupied by a lady. So number 4, you can't change seats while travelling in the past. Number 5, your time in the past starts with your when your coffee has been poured and ends once the coffee has gone cold. Um, so anyway, it's a really good read. It's a very interesting concept of like time travel. Um, I'm about to read the third book, but it really got me thinking about like if I had a chance to, um, would I travel back in time? So I thought this would be a fun chat, like to sort of discuss a little bit more about it, especially because you haven't read it, Jesse. So I wanted to get your yeah. take on what you think about time travel and um I guess the the themes in this book is a lot about like regret like the reason why people want to time travel is because they want to go back in time to change something to fix something to say something that didn't say Mm -hmm. at the time or whatever um so yeah like maybe we can chat about what have you regretted something like and what kind of types of regrets there are in life um
0: shall we go through the four types of Mm -hmm. regrets in life so they can be categorized into four different categories the first one is foundation regret and these are the kind of regrets that we get from not doing um the work essentially so not laying down the foundations for a more stable or a less precarious life so maybe things like not saving enough money for retirement or not Not getting a certain degree or not exercising and eating right so that, you know, you have a good health, you know, towards the later part of your life as well. Mm. Um, The second one is moral regret, which is regret, which is related to things that you might have done wrong. So like bullying someone or, you know, mistreating somebody. So choices that were unkind at the time. Um, Another kind of regret is connection regret, So this is more all of the thoughts that if only I'd reach out at the time or if only I had, um, you know, said these things to that person instead. Um, It's a telltale sign of um, connection, Mm -hmm. regret. And it's the largest category of regret. And they're all about relationships, whether that's family, friendship, romantic or beyond. So these regrets come from when people drift apart, but neither tries to connect for fears of maybe awkwardness or maybe it not working out. And the last kind of regret is boldness regret. Mm. And this regret is about the chance that wasn't taken. So things like opportunities to study abroad abroad, or like leave a dead-end job. So just maybe yeah, doing something that might require, you know, a lot of courage and getting out of your comfort zone. But, you know, for whatever reason, you chose to play it safe. And maybe you're looking back now going, mm, I wish I just had the courage at that time to, you know, ch- make a different yeah. choice. Yeah. So, yeah, those are the four kinds of regret that we yeah. see. Um, I guess when you think, when I think about, regret yeah I think connection regret is definitely the biggest yeah, one
1: for me it's definitely like you know when you talk about like when you ask people that question or oh, have you ever regretted anything in your life and people are like oh you know the typical if I regretted something I wouldn't be here or who I am today or whatever of yeah. course that's the case but like when you look back there's like little things that you might have regretted you know 100%, yeah
0: 100 percent. I feel like I can say I don't have too much regret mm. at this point in my life because I do, I am somebody who is quite fearful yeah. of regretting. Like my decision making <laughs> is based off is fear. Like very- <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, it's based it's it's based off fear of yeah. regret yeah you know off a lot of things and it's always like okay these are the pros and cons of me making this decision and then and a really really big one is what if i regret yeah. choosing a and what if i regret choosing b like this is a really big thought process for me um when i'm making my like choices Um, like for example foundation regret the first one this is a mad motivator Mm -hmm. for me like at this current point Mm -hmm. in time like even with my finances like every decision I think even with you as well like we think really really long term about how like what we're trying to do with my money here and like I always talk about long-term and short-term goals yeah. when when it comes to managing my finances because I'm so scared that I'm going to be, you know, in my 50s and I'm going to be financially struggling yeah. to live a comfortable life whether that's for myself or for like my family, whether that's with kids or with it or with my dog, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Even things like my I like I want him to have all the best things in the world. So like this is like yeah, a mad motivator for mm. me to work hard now and to be wise and to choose carefully so that I don't have regret. <laughs> or where I'm like, I don't want to be like that, that mom that's like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, uh, you know, for your birthday, we can't have a birthday party because it's like, it's not in the yeah. budget. Like, I don't, I don't want yeah. that. Or, um, you know, not being able to buy my dog like a cool new toy that he likes because (laughs) it's out of budget. How do you know he he, likes it,
1: though? (laughs) So, like, he walks to a shop and he's like, I want that.
0: (laughs) He's like, Mom, I want this squeaky ball specifically. (laughs) And you're like, damn it, it's expensive one. Why can't we choose a Kmart one? Um, Yeah, it's just, like, things like that. Or like, not being able to, like, help my parents out, you know, when they're retired and they're old and being like, oh, sorry, Mom. Like, you know, I didn't set myself up earlier in life and I actually am not in a financial position to help you. Like. That's, like, like one of the really big fears that I have and I'm really trying to actively be, like, make good choices mm. now
1: so that I don't mm-hmm. have these problems, like, mm-hmm. later on. Do you actually have a regret, like, a specific regret that has, like, sort of shaped who you are today based off that explanation of, like, how you make choices based off foundation or connection regrets? Because for me, I'm going to share mine, um, mm. my grandpa and I were – or well, my only grandpa. So, my maternal grandpa um, was the only grandparent that I had growing up. And yep. he passed away when I was 21. And during that time, obviously, your early 20s is like, you know, your newfound freedom. You've just graduated from university. You want to do all these things. Uh, I had very strict Asian parents growing up, and I still have very strict Asian parents, but they've obviously loosened up a little bit. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And you know, a lot of things I weren't, I wasn't allowed to do, and I was very rebellious in a sense that I would just go and do it without you know discussing anything with them like it was the kind of thing that i would do is that i would plan a holiday and i wouldn't tell them that i was going on holiday until literally the day of
0: you're like already you're like getting in the car your mom's like wait is that a suitcase and you're like pretty much i'm leaving
1: because (laughs) the kind of people that my my parents were were the kind that would lecture you if you told them that you were going on holiday so i i just didn't want to have that kind of you know like push back from them Did, i just didn't yeah, want to deal with it with um it. Yeah. and at the time i was very rebellious i was very very hard to deal with um i think you know when you're like you know you get like that teenage year where you're very rebellious your parents like literally hate you because you're in your teenage years and you just want to yeah. do things on your own i didn't really have that until like my early 20s when i was like legal yeah. of legal age um and so and you're like, actually, <laughs> I'm my own
0: individual person and you have no <laughs> legally binding, um, like, you know, authority to
1: yeah. me. Um, I think <laughs> i got really, really bad. And it progressively got worse as I, like, got further into my 20s. And my mum confided in my grandpa, and my grandpa used to call me up and lecture me on oh, her wow. behalf. And so... Oh, wow, that's tough. Yeah, and, you know, it's like you don't want to upset your grandpa, you know what I mean, because he's elderly, right? And so I was really, really salty. Mm -hmm. I was so salty to the point where we found out that he had cancer and I think Mm -hmm. it was pancreatic cancer. And if anybody knows what that is, it's quite a fast-paced cancer. So once you find out, you literally Mm -hmm. don't have much time left, right? And, you know, for three weeks he was in the hospital And my parents would go and visit, like, at least once every couple of days. Um, I was stuck in between university – I think it was – no, it must have been that year. I must have just – it was my last year of university. So, I was stuck between school and work. And so, I'd get out really late and they would have left to go to the hospital without me. And I just couldn't find a time that, like, suited everybody to go to the hospital together. And at that time, I didn't drive either. I didn't have a car or anything, so I couldn't even make my own way to the hospital. Um, Anyway, I just kind of left it to very last minute and obviously everything became quite dire towards the end and the day that I decided to go into the hospital after work to go see him was actually the day that he passed away and Mm. I didn't know that he had passed away earlier that morning. I was at work and I was going to visit him after work that day I left at three o'clock, ended up at the hospital. Um, I caught a train there. And then I basically found out that he'd passed away as I entered the hospital room. Yeah. And so my regret to this day, like even though it is very small, it's a very small regret, like it's very small action, but it's like literally mm. held like this guilt over my head like, wait, for the rest yeah. of my life and yeah that's probably the only regret that i have if i'm being honest like it's just that connect like it's a connection and regret and i wish i had gone to see him earlier to say good like to say my goodbyes you know I
0: say goodbye Yeah, and
1: i know he's not like you, ha- you had missed that yeah and yeah it. and i know like yeah. now when i like think back about it I know he's not upset with me and I'm not upset. With, like I don't even remember what we were fighting about if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um but yeah. it's just the fact that I didn't have the chance to say that I loved him at the time like mm. Yeah, so that's my yeah, only regret. He- <laughs> um mm. Yeah, I don't I don't take regrets quite li- like lightly like it's kind of like one of those things where it's like if i really regret something i really really regret it otherwise yeah like you you don't have a lot yeah. of regret
0: but the things that you yeah do, it's like they're like very yeah deep and very
1: yeah like yeah so um yeah that's probably my only one that's kind of like life-changing <laughs> other than that everything yeah. else is like well you know if i didn't miss that the first time it for me i'm like if life if this is how life turns out this is the way that the universe redirected me. Like, you know, if I missed my chance then, that's it it is it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. Um so yeah, like I don't know. Maybe I was supposed to miss that connection regret. Like I don't know. Like to learn
0: maybe to learn about something that like you don't know about. I had to learn it the hard way, right?
1: So You had to learn it the hard way. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's my regret.
0: (laughs) I think I similarly one of my regrets is pretty much the same as you, but not as not as intense because hmm. my I was really close to my maternal grandmother because she was essentially she essentially raised me because like my parents were working a lot. Right? Yeah. And when she passed away, I think I was only like maybe like like under like 10 or something like it was it's it's been my it was my first experience with death and it's been my only experience really with death um so i have th- been quite fortunate in that sense but i i think i was too young at the time so i don't know if this counts as a regret it's something that if i could travel back in time i wish i would i was able to talk to her more because i would have loved to hear about her life and also mm. like our family history mm. because i've noticed that not a lot of people like not even like my mum for example really took the time to talk to her about that kind of stuff, maybe because we came from an Asian household, but also because I guess they were growing up in a time where, you know, nobody was here thinking about, oh, tell me about the family history. You know, we we're trying to just make sure we have the next meal on the on the table. Like there were bigger fish to fry at that time, you know. Um, But I wish I had that opportunity to, um, yeah, like to connect with her and to really understand like her thought process because i know she was a very very wise woman like she's gone through a lot of hardships in her life with her husband like my grandfather dying really really young like my grandfather died when he was like in his mid mid to early 30s oh my goodness my mom was like two or three years old something like that when my grandfather passed away um so she was raising like 10 kids by herself wild um yeah, I know. So crazy, right? <laughs> and like, I, I couldn't even. I wouldn't even know how I would raise yeah. one kid right now with a with my partner. Not with the so, raising like, interest rates. <laughs> Yeah, I no, not in this economic <laughs> status, um, but like, yeah, like I think that she would have had so much knowledge to, to share. like pass down. Yeah. yeah, and to share. And I I feel really sad that like, you know, when she passed away, she took all that knowledge and that wisdom with mm-hmm. her. And like, I never, I, I won't ever have that chance to like pick her brains. Like I would have loved for her to, to meet my partner and to like give me her two cents on that situation or like, you know, asking her like you know I'm feeling nervous or I feel I feel like I'm not good enough in my job like I felt like she would have had so much insight to share with me but I don't know does it count as a regret because I was too young at the time to be asking these kind of questions Do you know what I mean yeah and I also didn't I wasn't even really aware that she was dying when she was sick like I knew she wasn't well but nobody I guess like it's a bit taboo right to talk about death especially in Asian families. So I never really understood she was gone until she was actually. Yeah. Gone. Um, which, yeah, I really I wish mean, somebody had explained it to me. Like, yeah, like your grandma's not going to be here forever. Like
1: spend the time with her now yeah. while she's still
0: here. Um, I-, I will so, admit to you though, uh, yeah.
1: being in my early twenties when my grandpa did pass away, even then I look back now, I was like, I was still too young to actually fully grasp the idea of death. To really yeah understand what was going on. You know, on like i think i was so because i had found, like found this new freedom of mine of like adulthood freedom i was so like, too busy yeah, living in the world yeah yeah right? and i wasn't like,
0: really holy shit, like all of a sudden i can like i can go out and i don't have to ask for a mission, yeah, like one week in advance yeah.
1: um so yeah. i think like regardless of age i think you know you'll never really fully understand Like your regret until it's the first, like, you know, like 50 years later. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Like, having said that now, you know, whatever we're doing, we feel like right now we're doing all the right things, making all the right choices based off our fear of like regret. (laughs) But who's to say, like, in 20 years' time, Probably, We're not actually I, regretting. I probably regret some, some of the decisions <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that yeah. I have, that I yeah. made. Because life experience is um, crazy. It's like it will change the course mm, of your life forever, right? So, you, whatever your opinion you have now is going to obviously be different in like six months' time. um Yeah. 100%. So we'll never know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. It's. I feel like you know, thinking back on. Maybe if you had asked me this question when I was younger, I would have had more things to say, yeah. like more things that I regret. But I feel like at this current point in time of my life, I actually don't have a lot of things that I yeah. do regret. But
1: having said that, like, I if, think, you, if you had the chance to go back in time now, you would do that with your grandma? Yeah, no, 100%.
0: Like, without a doubt, like she is like first person, like on the list because yeah, now that I'm... I guess more mature enough to like yeah. think about th- so many more things. I would just have loved to like pick her brains and like to have spoken to her um, and it, like just know her story. Like, how the heck did you raise ten kids <laughs> in a war torn country? You know, by yourself. Like, you know, like how does that? How does how does one even do that? Like, were you scared when your husband passed away? Because I, the heck, would be
1: like did you even have time to be scared yeah.
0: <laughs> like you know um, but also different yeah, type of is culture
1: right because in vietnam it's like a whole village raises a child you know how we were talking about like when you go out with your friends yeah, the aunties mm. down the street are like watching you like a hawk yeah they all yeah know. and if something was to happen as to your as, child yeah, they're like your mom yeah. as well so it's like if you did that in Australia, there was no way. I don't even know my next-door neighbor's name, like, you know? Yeah, I don't even like him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a different Yeah, way. I think that's a different society and a different, like, time period as well. Um, there are obviously pros and cons to that. But, yeah, I think given mm. the option um, under the, like, the idea of what the book was sort of bringing forward in terms of rules... Yeah, I would definitely visit my grandpa, and you know what it feels like? It feels like I was reading a book and I had like ten pages left of that book, and I couldn't finish it. That's what it feels like. That's what regret feels like yeah. to me. Yeah, you know, like it's like mm. I couldn't finish that story, and now that I don't know the ending yeah, like of that were, book, you were at the end. Yeah, you were at the, you were always at the end, and then you like yeah, left like the someone book. just came up to me and, and was like, yank, Let's just took it away yeah, from me. And you can never find that book yeah. ever again. It was the last one yep. on earth. And now,
0: and you'll never and know now I
1: don't know what the ending is like, and that's yeah. what it feels like to me. Whatever, so whatever. if I could go back mm, in time, I would definitely sit down next to him and be like, I love you so much. You're going to be fine. The rest of us are going to be fine, and I just want yeah. you to be happy. We're going to be okay. And then, you know, and just close the book nicely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just, yeah, just cl- like finish the book and, finish- and then, like, you know, let that chapter go yeah like you can let yeah. go because it's it's like closure yeah. right it's, it's about, about
1: closure up. and i feel like yeah in some ways i can get closure now if i just do it for myself like just learn to let go yeah. of an incomplete story but it's kind of like no i'm a perfectionist i like to close finish like you know everything that we do with especially with you and i when we do a to-do list yeah i can't not go into the next week without completing my to do list.
0: Complete you're ticking it all off, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I don't
0: know. Oh. oh, I've just thought of another regret that I have. I which I guess is a foundation yeah. regret. I wish I was I wish I didn't pick my year twelve subjects and also my uni degree. Mm. Um I like I don't feel like I was ever somebody who was very academically advanced yeah let's just say like I definitely didn't fail but did was I like a re- like was I really like book smart yeah like, no, I wasn't um and I feel bad because my mom would inject so much money into my education yeah. you know with tutoring and like yeah all that other crap right and like trying to buy me all these fancy books and stuff to like thinking that it might help me yeah. Enough. It just wasn't in me, Yeah, right? Yeah. I was never that study person. And I forced myself to choose all of these subjects that I didn't actually mm-hmm. enjoy just because I was like, oh, I'm Asian. I need to do so the Asian five to, or whatever. I have to do the Asian five. I have to do, like, the, you know, science mm. and the math subjects. And I hated maths. Math still gives me PTSD to this motherfucking day. Um, so, like, I just wish that I was – smart enough, I don't know, confident enough in myself to just actually pick subjects that I was good at or actually even enjoyed. And I probably would have done better. Um, Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And then I ended up and I felt like I should have probably even taken a gap year instead of just going straight into my degree because I ended up picking something that I don't even use now and I'm in debt for it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like I so I did like a double degree and I dropped one cuz I was like, "Holy shit, I don't even like why did I pick I don't even like science subjects." Yeah, that much, yeah. Right? And I did it like I picked a science degree yeah. and I was like, "I don't like why did I do that? Like I know <laughs> I literally hate all of it and I still went and I did it in my on my own like, like who are you trying to prove Like that's so that's so stupid. I was like literally choosing to be in debt and also depressed. <laughs> And also, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I was doing bad. I was doing bad and that made me sad. <laughs> and I was doing – and, like, I didn't understand what was going on, which made me even more sad. Yeah. And then – yeah, so I was, like, going to uni, paying to be there and, like, hating every second of it. Like, is that not the yeah. dumbest decision yeah. ever? Like, I don't – like, I don't know why. I don't know why. Like, nobody to this day has gone and asked me, so why don't you study? And, like, you know – of course, if you wanted to be if you were like oh, I'm really passionate about law and I want to be a lawyer, then yeah. of course, go do law and be a lawyer. But um I wish I was knowledgeable enough at the time. Yeah, yeah to not be yeah, peer pressured by society and like my peers to do things that I didn't want mm-hmm. to do and I also wasn't good at yeah. doing. Yeah. Then I probably would have saved my mom so much money as well <laughs> and freaking tutoring. But do you
1: reckon she would have oh, been she- so upset at you though? Like would have changed would have. the course of your life in any, like it would have made it worse in a way. I don't know. I don't know. Like, for example, like to give you context, chemistry
0: was one of my worst freaking subjects, right? Because I because we have to do, I did six yeah. subjects in, in, in yeah. DCE, right? So English being one of them and you have to do a maths, yeah. right? I probably should have done further because I was so bad at yeah. maths. But no, I was like, no. All the Asians are doing maths methods. So I yeah. have to do maths methods. And I go to tutoring, I should be able to do math yeah. methods. So I did terrible <laughs> in methods. Terrible. Um, and I spent so much money on tutoring and I probably still didn't understand, like, jack yeah. crap what was going yeah. on. So yeah, methods was definitely one of the subjects that made my life hell. And also the same with chemistry. I, like... I had to resit my chemistry test in year 10, like, two times. Oh, my God. And, like, I had to, like, do extra classes to ca- to after catch up. school at lunchtime.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: my chemistry teacher was, like, oh, I, re- I really want to try to help you to understand. Yeah. So he was, like, spending his lunch breaks, like, trying to Aww. teach me. And I know, he was really sweet. And then my mom would also pay yeah. for a tutor to come, like, once a week to help me with chemistry. Yeah. And I, st- like, I did so freaking bad in chemistry and I like I still like saw it through yeah. too. Like, why yeah. why did I do that to yeah. myself and it like brought me down so hard like I could have done like legal instead and I probably would have done like so much yeah. better. like humanitarian subjects were so much more stronger yeah. for me um and it, it wouldn't like have massively impacted my like my parents is yeah. my parents is like I guess opinion because I guess for them they don't really understand yeah. how it works yeah But like, yeah, I just, I just really wish I didn't pick those subjects. I just went through so much shit for no reason. For no reason. (laughs) Tell me to do anything math related now, still can't do it. But you know what? I don't need to because there's chat GPT now. I don't even have to write English essays it's wild I, you know what yeah. i mean i was like oh, who needs like i'm like oh it's not that life is not that deep guys in year 12 we we're all like oh my god my bce score is going to be like tattooed on my forehead and i'm gonna have to walk around with this number oh for life but sis nobody gives a shit <laughs> nobody nobody that's all i can say uh. and you know what's really funny some of the smartest people that did the yeah. like really, really yeah. well in school yeah. now, they're not even doing anything crazy academic anymore. Yeah. Some of them are like uh like yoga teachers or like lash techs and stuff like that. And they were the ones that were like getting ninety yeah. like five to ninety-eight yeah. ATAR scores, like and they were doing, you know, methods and physics and chemistry, like all the hard subjects. Like it, it's not that deep. No, so yeah,
1: that's another little bit of a foundation. I, a
0: foundation. I regret, do I
1: agree say. with you on that one. If I could do a tra- like time travel situation, I would definitely go back in time and speak to my younger self as me, <laughs> mm. as future, future older, wiser version. Yeah, of and then I'd be like, "Hey sis, you've upgraded." I
0: would be like, "What? What are you
1: talking about?" <laughs> It's a bit freaky though. I, I do, because it kind of then when you're doing that, right? When you try time traveling back in time to meet your old self, it's a bit of like fortune telling. And that kind of freaks me out a little bit. Like if I saw myself is, yeah, in the future, hey. I'd be like, oh my God, do we go bold? I knew I,
0: my my dumbass young self would be like, have you met the love of your life yet? <laughs> Are yet are you married now with kids? <laughs> Do you live in a big beautiful house? Some, something something stupid yeah. like that. That's what I would probably yeah. be my younger self would be yeah. asking me. Yeah. It's all about um, the image. <laughs> no, you're you're right. It is a little bit of like fortune telling. Because
1: yeah. kind of, I, I, um, I have this thing, right? Like I like the idea of knowing what will happen, but it freaks me out. Only if it's yeah, good. it freaks me out <laughs> yeah, if it's if like it's someone's good. like, oh, something is bad. Something bad is going to happen something to you. Bad yeah, is and then coming. I sit there and I like stew over it, and then it like literally you p- yeah, it you almost manifest yeah. it in a way because yeah.
0: you're like something bad happening yeah. any any
1: time yeah. now. I'm
0: driving in a car. Yeah, I want to get hit today. <laughs> Today's the day. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. This is why my mom won't let me see a fortune teller. She doesn't believe. She She says that she's gone to see a fortune teller mm-hmm. once. They said like five bad things and five good good. Yeah. things. None of the good things happened. And like all of the bad things happened. Oh my goodness. And she was like, don't don't see fortune tellers. They'll literally just fuck with your brain and make you like.
1: Manifest. Just paranoid. Because yeah.
0: you're just like, yeah. And then you end up manifesting all yeah. that like bad yeah. energy into yeah. your life. whether Whether it was supposed to happen yeah. or not
1: oh god
0: so yeah i like <laughs> i'm like really curious like i've always gone i really want to go see a fortune teller but i'm like no i know that i'm gonna regret it afterwards <laughs> if the good shit doesn't happen see that, that regret driven exactly
1: <laughs> that fear um i think yeah I, a lot of this like regret and sort of idea of i guess self-reflection and idea of fortune telling is now sort of at the forefront of my mind because I'm about to enter into my third decade of my life, Jesse, And it's crazy because I know it sounds really old and I feel really it's old, not. but then there's a lot of people yeah. out there who are like, oh, my God, you're so young. Literally, I'm not even joking yeah. to you. This is a bit of a flex and I'm going to take it. Um, I went to get my nails done today, a bit of self-care because she's entering into her third decade. Um, and... The ladies at the nail salon know that I'm Vietnamese now because I'm a regular, um, and mm. every time they ask me the same questions, though, like they know me, but they always ask me the same questions. It's like they forget. It's like, um, <laughs> on, or or they just actually don't give yeah. a fuck and they just ha- they're making like conversation basically
0: on. <laughs> yeah, they're making conversation and have like the same like twenty yeah, questions that they yeah. ask. Do you have a boyfriend? To every single client. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you have a boyfriend? How are you? <laughs> You married? You mar- are you planning to get yeah, married? Yeah. Um, they're like, oh, do you live in the area? Because where I live is not very Asian. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so long story short, they asked me how old I was. And then when I told them that I was turning 30 this year, they were like, what the fuck? You look 20. <laughs> I was like, thank you. Like, oh, on, Jay, yeah, on. I literally said that.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Let's say it again. Say it again.
1: She was like you look so young and then the girl next to her the other te- nail technician was like y- are you joking Th- is this a joke because is this a joke you, you look younger <laughs> bring the than me bring it out <laughs> um that's so and funny. i don't know what it is like i don't know if it's my new skincare routine that's keeping me young or <laughs> <laughs> like yeah girl <laughs> this youth was expansive okay <laughs> or is it the lack of children that's not stressing me out <laughs> Probably, I don't know. Probably both, to be honest. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, like definitely, turning thirty is something that's sort of been sitting at the back of my mind for about two years now, maybe a bit more than that. Um, but now that it's like sort of right in front of my face, I'm looking down the barrel of it. I've had a lot of rev- reservations yeah. about the future, and especially more about timelines and societal expectations. And I know we talk about that a yeah. lot on this podcast because. Yeah, I really we think about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I really set myself tell. up for failure sometimes because I expect these things out of my own timeline. Yeah. Um but I guess in light of, you know, the fear of turning 30, I just wanted to talk about and share about things that I wish I had knew- known earlier in my 20s. Um just yeah. so that, you know, just to minimise some regret. Yeah, minimise some regret, but also <laughs> yes, to share, um, you know, make light of my age, but also, you know, welcome the new decade with open arms and, I don't know, maybe enter into this new decade with a different mindset because, yeah. you know, everyone's like, 30s is the best time. Like, even Jen Im, who I watch on YouTube, is like, I know I love Jen. <laughs> her 30s she's is her queen. best years apparently. So I'm ready for whatever it is that she's out there trying to empower. Anyway, so um one of the things that I recently realized is I actually shared this with you because we both went to LMA. Um the concert. Mm. And she was seeing there was a there was a support act before that and she was seeing some very like uh I guess what's the word for it like Very deep emotional music that was post breakup, sort of situation. And it just didn't hit the same for me. music doesn't hit the same when you're in a healthy and stable relationship i don't know why so enjoy it girl (laughs) when you're in your 20s and people be breaking your heart left right and center music is your life music is so good it just doesn't hit the same like when i listen to lma i know that some of the songs is like really sassy and really like great and i love her music but it just doesn't hit the same you know yeah you can't just like you can't you're not belting yeah, it out the top of your yeah. lungs you
0: know you're just like kind of like you know casually sticking yeah. along but yeah
1: like it's I know like, it's a bop um, but I can't
0: bop to it it's so weird yeah you can't bop to it <laughs> it this reminds me of like the memes of like when you're like 10 years old and you're like listening to like Jojo and pretending that you're like having a heartbreak yeah. because like the boy in your class has like broken up with you after like two weeks of like quote-unquote dating yeah and like the definition of dating in year six is like sitting next to each other and like sharing paces or something <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like come with me there. And you're like looking out the window and it's like yeah. rainy and you're literally like yeah 10. it's supposed to be like yeah. a soundtrack right, right? <laughs> like
1: your soundtrack of your exactly. life it slaps so hard not music is not soundtrack of my life anymore it just doesn't hit the same yeah. i don't know why but yeah so what music does slap for you <laughs> lo-fi <laughs> Lo-fi. <laughs> Chill music. Stuff, no vocals. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm getting old, but what the hell? <laughs> just like, yeah, lo-fi just slaps yeah. so hard. I read, like, because I read to lo-fi, like, when I'm reading, I listen to background music it's so I can focus, you know? Mm. Um, And I also listen to, like, this sounds so, so gay, <laughs> but I listen to he- he- healing sounds, like... <laughs> what the heck is a healing like, sound it's like a healing I'm soundtrack right. where it's just like you know like like buddhist soundtracks i don't know i don't know how to describe it
0: is it like the sound healing yeah, stuff? yeah it's
1: like the bowl
0: yeah oh my god you do sound healing mary <laughs> who are you oh my god i have to unfriend you i'm sorry this <laughs> podcast is over
1: over Cancelled. But it's very calming. I don't know why. Sometimes when things get really hectic, I like to put it on and it like it's like a frequency situation. You're like on that same wavelength. Can you imagine going back in time and telling twenty- I know you're like you should try sound yeah. she'd be That's like, really "Bitch, what the fuck, song. girl? I'm into Drake, okay? Drake is my man. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah no, we're
0: like singing to Drake right now, okay? We're going through you know Hotline Bling
1: was my soundtrack for a year, okay? Oh my god! And then, Now you're over here like hum. <laughs> Shit, girl! (laughs) A lot has changed in ten years. Exactly. Another thing that I wanted—it sounds very cliche, but life isn't a race. Like everybody has their own sort of like timelines and yeah, different things happening to them. Like whatever they're going through right now is completely different to yours. Like I think Mm. the thing I had to rewire my brain because I thought about it like this, right? in school you're in the same year level you're going through the same thing like you know you're in prep yeah, everyone's yeah doing the yeah same.
0: like or you're being compared you're comparing yourself to others
1: but on the in same, the same like, age telly, group like, or whatever
0: yeah so it's like you're comparing apples for yeah. apples I feel like that's how to, the best way yeah. to say it yeah. right
1: yeah yeah and and that's the way that you know that you kind of on track right but as soon as you graduate yeah. from university everyone's got different Everyone life does. and yeah, everyone does this Yeah, things. and, you know, the, your timeline is completely different from the person next to you. And if you just continue to compare yourself to that person, you're not going to be happy with anything. And I think it took me until recently to realise that. And I think I wish I had realised that earlier because then I would have been so much happier in my 20s. Um, mm. Obviously, none of this, you know, uh, like – Realization would have happened because I also recently learned that your frontal, what's the word for it? Yeah, cortex? frontal cortex of your brain doesn't fully develop until you're 25. And my other theory mm. is the reason why Saturn returns happens after you're 25 around that is because your is brain's like, fully developed. Mm.
0: Makes sense. <laughs> See, y'all saying that we just like make up some starry astro <laughs> like astrological shit, but actually it's science. <laughs> Okay. Um, so yeah, anybody was, that was talking shit about us being like whimsical, you know, astrology hoes, <laughs> you wrong. You wrong. Come back to me after you've hit your Saturn return,
1: sis. Um, um, yeah. So yeah. that realization obviously only started to kick in about, you know, three or four years well, ago. Well, that
0: also makes a lot of sense for me. I feel like I've just had like an epiphany with yeah. my life yeah. this year. Yeah. Um. Now that I'm 20, 25, like I'm in my 25th year yeah. of life. Yeah. Definitely feel like I've, like, yeah, hit an epiphany and, like, have a much more different perspective um, on I guess, life. I viewpoint yeah. and perspective, yeah, yeah, compared to last yeah.
1: year. It's crazy. Um, it's like...
0: Yeah, no, it is really, really yeah. wild. But I totally can agree with you with the comment, like, life isn't a race. Yeah. And I feel it more and more or like now than ever, Mm. right? Especially like with people around me, like you said, getting married and people like buying houses and stuff. And I'm like, holy shit, like why haven't I done that yet? But in saying so, I, you know, we always look at other people's life and go, wow, like their life is so cool. Like they're doing this and doing that. I wish I could have that. But, like, sometimes other people look at you and go, I wish I had that. that." Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure that there is someone out there that looks at your life and go, like, Mm. wow, I wish I had this part of Mary's life or I had that part of Jesse's life. So I think it also has to do a lot with being like present and being grateful yeah. for the things that you yeah. have. And I think that's really helped me to get over this whole timeline yeah. thing where it's like, yeah, you know, I haven't achieved that, that, but look, I've also achieved all of these other things that yeah. they didn't get to do because they were doing yeah. that instead. Yeah, And like, it's not to say one thing is better yeah. than yeah. the other, like, yeah. You know, my, my friend really recently bought a house and I'm so happy for her because she's like entered a yeah, new stage in her yeah. life. Um, and I'm like, oh, I really wish that I could be at that mm-hmm. point too. But then I thought to myself, but, you know, I had like, I've traveled so much yeah. in the last, you know, actually just a lot in general from like compared to other people my age. And I'm so grateful that I got to have all those experiences, you know, and she wasn't able to do that because she was saving her funds to get a house. Right. And not, it's not to say, you know, me spending money on traveling and her spending money on buying a house. Like no, none is better than the other, but it's just, it's the right path for her and it's the right path for me. So yeah, I think it's just about yeah being grateful for all the things that you've mm. achieved, too, because, um, you know, if you were too busy living somebody else's life, you wouldn't have the experiences yeah. that you have yeah, now.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, mm. the idea is to stop looking at what is on a, someone else's plate and just gobbling up whatever is on cool. your own, yeah. right? So, and
0: yeah, just focus on yeah. yourself, because, yeah, you've got a lot of cool things waiting up for you, and you've done a lot of awesome things, yeah. too, like... There are other people that look at your life and think it's pretty yeah. good, so
1: don't forget that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's definitely something I wish I had known a little bit earlier. Why? Where was Big Sister Mary, like, 10 years ago, you know? I know. Where was me for me? <laughs> me, me for me was probably there, but I just ignore the crap out of
0: it. Yes. Just like, you don't know anything. I'm going through real heartbreak right now. <laughs> this is actually love. I'm going to marry this man. <laughs> You can't tell me that shit.
1: Another thing that I thought was very helpful and that I learned in the last six months was um, thinking of exercise as a way of regulating your body's function. Rather than a solution to your body image issues. So obviously, growing up, I had a lot of body image issues that stemmed from mm-hmm. Asian mum, <laughs> you know, picking out all your flaws, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm calling you fat literally
0: every opportunity. It, but also asking you why you're not yeah, eating.
1: yeah, exactly. Um, and so yeah, I think I got into the routine of you know thinking of exercise as a way of regulating my body's functions rather than the other way around. So I think that's really changed my perspective on, you know, being healthy and exercising and that thing. So yeah, something I wish I'd known earlier. Um, but you know, everyone's life is different and we learn different things at different times and stages. Um, on that note, therapy is the best thing that you can do for yourself is one of like i literally think this is like the tagline for me in my 20s <laughs> <laughs> that's the overarching theme, along with chaotic yeah <laughs> um so yeah <laughs> chaos and therapy <laughs> one goes after the other yeah, um they do complement. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, another one is if you are not happy with where you are, then do something about it. Because I think, Mm. I feel like I made up a lot of excuses for myself and other people about why I was unhappy or why they were unhappy or why we were unhappy. Um, and I'm talking about like relationships and just, I guess, career and stuff, um, I don't know why, but I felt at times I felt like someone was holding a gun to my head and making me stay, but like that none of that was there. Um and I don't know why I continued to stay in that situation. So um yeah, I I definitely think it's okay to feel unhappy and to want to do something about it and you should do something about it, because yeah, nobody's yeah. stopping you. So yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah, that really resonates with me as well. Like I like something that I always do to help to regulate my own emotions and my own feelings is like, don't focus on the things that we can't change or the things that are out of our control. And let's think about what we can do. Like, you know, it's not to say that, you know, like you said, when you're unhappy to like dismiss yourself, yeah. like it's it's okay to feel unhappy or to not feel satisfied yeah. with your current situation. But don't just sit there and just feel yeah, sorry for yourself exactly. and complain yeah. like that doesn't actually do it. Like you're wasting energy mm. at this mm-hmm. point, yeah. right? You're... You're not actually going to get anything out of complaining or feeling sad, just just sitting there feeling sad. Right. So it's like, okay, well, this is a situation and it makes me feel like this and I don't like it. So what can we do to change it for ourselves? Because I think we're also like so busy spending time like, you know, dawdling around thinking about oh my god like my job is so yeah like this my job is so shit and like i'm so unhappy it's like well yeah like you said nobody's holding a gun to your head and saying that you have to stay in this job forever um you know like we have so much power to do Mm. things Mm. and we and we just forget that like if you are so unhappy with your job, then get your ass up and look for a new one. There's so many out. The world is so damn big. Your partner is treating you like shit and you're feeling unhappy. Well, sit down and list all the reasons why. And you go, Hey, well, this isn't worth it anymore and pick yourself up and go, well, I'm sorry. This isn't serving me. And let's move the heck on.
1: And Um, I think that leads really nicely, like into the idea of listening to your body, right? Like physically as well mm, on your health. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like, I just think they correlate so well and I don't know why, like why did we go out when we were younger till like four o'clock in the morning and decide to like wake up like three hours later to go into the city and like, you know, open the doors at 9am for, you know, the shop. To,
0: Do, yeah. To work, yeah. Like what the
1: hell? Wild. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And I think I definitely got so much better at listening to my own body in the last two years. Um, I think the realization of turning 30 is like your body is only going to go downhill from here.
0: <laughs> it, it's literally only it's so yeah. wild how like you've like for for like from your teenage years up until I would say your mid 20s. Yeah. You're just like you don't have to do jack yeah. shit and you're just like thriving, yeah. you know. You're fit. Yeah. You can eat whatever the heck you want and you generally probably don't gain that much yeah. weight. You know yeah you, you can party and only sleep for a couple of hours and still go yeah. work, like still have enough energy to go to work the next day and probably continue yeah. partying like that same yeah. night and like, yeah, just the little amount of effort that we had to put mm. in to feel mm. good mm. physically was just like, yeah. zilch. And then, yeah, you, you hit 25 and you're like, oh, you know, I can't actually, I can only drink on Friday nights because I need two days to recover, yeah. you know, the hangover, just don't bounce back as quickly. Okay. And that's where it starts. Exactly. That's where it starts. <laughs> and it just starts to go downhill from there. It just downs it. You eat a little bit too much for dinner and then you're bloated you your for five bus, years. <laughs> exactly. You're bloated for five years. It's so freaking bad. <laughs> Um, But you're right, (laughs) listening to your body is, like, definitely something you learn so so much later on,
1: like, in your life. You know what's funny, though? I go to work and obviously there's colleagues there who are, you know, decades older than me and they make fun of Mm. me for not drinking or, like, we go out late, and it's, like, 9pm, and, you know, I'm like, I-, I gotta get home. You know, by the time I get home, it's, oh, like, 10pm, the like, and then I have to, like, shower. do you
0: want to come out, Jesse. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, it's past my bedtime, guys. Like, you're so young. You're, like, the youngest on here. And I was like, yeah, but mentally, I'm old. <laughs> And I want to go home. Okay, Susan?
1: (laughs) Um, But yeah, like, it literally takes me so long to recover from just, like, a three-hour dinner session. Whereas when I used to go back out, like, I used to work till 9pm, close the shop, go straight to the clubs from the from work and not go home until, like, 4 o'clock in the morning, wake up at 8 a.m. and then just to do the exact same thing over and over just, again. Yeah, just to go yeah. back out.
0: And I'd be yeah, fine. Yeah, I'd
1: be fine. And I don't know why it is now that I can't even sit at dinner for three hours and get home by 10 p.m. And I'm like – Yeah, ha- I'm like, guys, it's 8.30. We need to wrap this shit up. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, but I can't. Like, I've got <laughs> – Yeah, respectfully, we need to leave. <laughs> Yeah, so listening to your body is, like, one of those things that I wish I had known earlier. I think I didn't really listen until, like, maybe two years ago, um, which is quite late. Um, Another thing that I learnt being in my current relationship is people are going to disagree with you, and that is okay. The people pleaser in me... (laughs) is not okay with Mm. that, but she has had to learn with the fact that there is going to be arguments and there's going to be things that people don't necessarily agree with you on, whether that's politics or values. I mean, values is quite a big deal um, and it could be a deal breaker for some of you, but um, people are going to disagree with you. And I can guarantee now that there are things that my parents disagree with me with and, that's okay, and like you and I, Jess, we probably disagree on a couple of things too, and that's fine too. Yeah, We're very mm-hmm. like you know, each of us are individuals, and I think it took a long time for me to grasp the concept that um, the people around me are going to be completely different on their ideas and their opinions. And now that yeah. I've actually accepted that, I'm just like, okay, you have your opinion. I'm not even going to argue with that because yeah. it doesn't serve me yeah. right. You know, like whatever decision you decide to make. There's nothing to argue about.
0: Yeah. It's like, it doesn't, if it doesn't directly implicate you, like it doesn't really matter what the other person, you know, thinks as long as it's not like, you know, something really bad, like, you know, we should have use children or <laughs> something you know, along yeah. those lines you know what yeah. I mean like if as long as it's not something super fucked yeah. up right yeah. like it doesn't matter if you don't, I don't see eye to eye on yeah. some things like we can share it with yeah. each other but there's no need to push each other's yeah. ideas and yeah. opinions onto I think yeah. this like
1: kind of stems back to the idea of how my childhood growing up I was kind of like very dismissed by my parents and so every time there was like a mm. disagreement I always made sure that someone had to hear me so I'd always argue back and I think that's the same concept and yeah. like I came out to be an adult and then I'd like meet people who disagreed with me and I always wanted to make sure that they heard my side of the story but it's like uh, yeah and you're like you're actually wrong. yeah, and like I'm doing you a yeah. service
0: right now by correcting yeah. you.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I don't know why. It's like why? Like why bother? They don't care anyway, yeah. right? So it doesn't, it doesn't I just matter. wasted all that energy matter. trying to like what yeah. Do you think?
0: And you're, like, emotional – and you're in, like, emotional distress because the other person still won't agree with what you're – exactly. Won't see what you're seeing. Yeah,
1: so, yeah, definitely something that I learned and I wish I knew earlier because – girl i see him seems so
0: hard yeah don't waste your time sis it's like not worth it like okay what if so what if you've convinced this person to agree with you yeah. You will win money yeah. nobody gives you a pat on the back at the end they don't go wow thank you you've really changed my life perspective you know if they wanted to hear your two cents they would have yeah, asked for it like exactly. just sit down sis yeah.
1: <laughs> you're not you're not as kill as you think um another thing that has been sort of one of the i guess major things that sort of helped me make my decision nowadays is time over money um yeah i'm obviously you know in a better financial place than i was in my early 20s so it is like i'm able to make this decision but definitely you know uh, it's it comes down to one of these things where i've spoken to you about this before where sometimes i'd rather just take an uber home rather than catching a train home because it saves me and, half like, an save hour like 10 yeah. yeah and it that half an hour for me is <laughs> in this day and age that half an hour gets me home half an hour earlier after my social dinner at- to sleep yeah. <laughs> yeah, half an hour extra of sleep <laughs> um, which is extremely yeah precious. it is so precious in this day and age so yeah definitely one of the things that I've adapted in my late 20s mm, yeah time and comfort yeah.
0: <laughs> over yeah. money sometimes yeah
1: but then like- also on the flip side quality over quantity <laughs> so spend the money yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of it depends on the situation.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> subject to the situation. Yeah, but yet, yeah, and yeah, it is a bit time over like money, yeah. right? Like it's like how billionaires, like really rich people, will hire people to like clean their yeah, house because they don't have time. Because because yeah, that I don't know one hour that they spend cleaning their house, they could be spend making more yeah. money.
1: Yeah, coming up with the best idea, new
0: invention to change the world or whatever. Yeah, right. Agree, agree. And I, um, I think you like I. I always I'm hearing this a lot now, right? It's like the way that you speak and the way that you act and you hold yourself. It it also like it's like this goes back to the whole manifesting thing, right? If you're gonna act poor, you're probably gonna stay poor your whole fucking life. Yeah. So I'm like, think, what would a rich person do? Would a rich person take the tra- the, the fucking PTV home with, like,
1: replacement buses after dinner at eight 8.30? No. They would take yeah. an Uber.
0: So you are going to take an Uber yeah. home.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, so definitely one of those things. I, yeah, I've definitely invested in more wardrobe staples that are worth spending that extra money as well because, yeah. like – just the quality of stuff. Like, it's not like, you know, when we were younger, we would... We're not buying she and she yeah, anymore. We're not no, going to Supray no. and buying every
0: single $5 top they have. Yeah. The we're oil. entering
1: the high-end section of, you know, yeah. um the department stores. And I just, I'm like, why did I enter this section? And now I can't look back because I, I can't walk into Cotton On anymore and be like, oh, that's you cute. You really can't. I you know. know. Oh, fuck, Cotton On. And honestly, Cotton On's not even I like know. Cute but I'm like, I can't choose a polyester, you know, trench coat when I can pick a 100% wool, like, coat from God knows whatever brand, like, Scanlon and Theodore or whatever. It's like, once you've put that jacket on, you can't go backwards.
0: Yeah, once you get a taste of the... The that the greenest side of the grass, you really don't want to go back. It's really yeah, bad. Yeah. yeah. And saying that, if you're going to upgrade yourself, like, be prepared. Be, be financially prepared yeah. to, like, not have to go yeah, back. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I've realized that getting older, it's like now I'm thinking about wardrobe staples that are, you know, sort of a little bit more expensive, but a little bit more elegant. Mm. <laughs> a little bit more at my
0: age, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So like going back to what i said you know you got to dress like somebody who is successful to be yeah. successful so yeah she, she's halfway there yeah. gal it's part of the grand plan
1: <laughs> lastly um one thing that i wanted to share is that um taking time out to be mindful will help you change your perspective on life um uh, so i this is something that i've wanted to share um is that our brains are hardwired through evolution to focus on the negative it's traced back to prehistoric days where the primitive man had to be able to register threats to avoid danger and increase survival rates Mm. um individuals who were more attuned to danger like negative stimuli stayed alive longer and passed on their genes so that's Kind of like the way, like, I just thought about, you know, why do I always focus on the negative things, right? And I'm obviously mm. not alone in this. Um, and then I kind of did a little bit of research into it, and I, obviously it's a genetic thing. It's something that has lasted us, you know, over many thousands of years from our ancestors, and that's how we've survived this far as a, I guess, species. Um mm. One of the things that I've actually started doing in the last three to four months, I did share this with you, Jess, that I started grat- gratitude journaling because I feel mm. like I need to sort of sit there for five minutes of my day and just reflect on what's happened for the day. What was great, you know, what didn't go through well, what can I do for tomorrow that will be better. And I think that's really helped me change my mindset on how I look at my life. Um, also, The way that, you know, I don't compare my life to other people um, because I'm always looking sort of inwards and um, what's on my own plate, I guess. So, yeah, that's been really helpful and it's really changed the perspective on my life. And, you know, when people are always like, oh, you should do gratitude journaling. I never understood it until now. Until you started. Yeah. Like, I, Mm. you know, I would buy a notebook and I would try for, like, a day or two and then I would just get out of it. But then now that I'm doing it regularly, it, like, has changed my life. And I think it's because I've built the habit of actually doing it alongside going to the gym every day. So now it's kind of like it feels strange if I don't do it. So, um yeah. It's like part of your routine. Yeah, it's though. part of my routine and I have a habit tracker where I track how much water I'm drinking and if I'm taking my vitamins, I'm like fully fledged into this third decade of my life.
0: Yeah, <laughs> she's really a changed woman. Yeah,
1: so that's all the things that I wanted to share about things I wish I knew a bit earlier. But I guess, like, you know, I could tell myself this. If I went back in time 10 years ago and I told myself this, she wouldn't listen. She'd be like,
0: Yeah, you probably wouldn't. You probably, you just have to ride the waves sometimes. Yeah,
1: you have to ride the waves. (laughs) To learn. And I, I realize this as well, right? Even with like when people come to me to share their experiences or to talk to me about their problems, no matter what you do or say, they're not going to want to hear it until they're ready to hear it. So you can give them advice yeah. if they're asking for it, but you know those friends that are like, you give them advice and they just go out and do the exact same Don't opposite listen. or whatever? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And they come back and they complain yeah. and you're just like, oh,
1: Yeah, they're just not ready to hear not ready
0: to hear the truth. Yeah. yeah. Just let them ride the yeah. wave. Yeah, so
1: I, I definitely think, you know, I obviously think that in a way I wish I had known earlier, but also <laughs> she wasn't going to listen, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, she wouldn't have listened, <laughs> even if somebody gave her the answer. Yeah,
1: that's right um but yeah so you know it's coming up till a couple of weeks so i'm going to fully fledge turn into my third decade and um <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm excited it's noise. but really nervous at the same time i think i'm excited because i want to share what it's like to be on the other side of that bridge you know when we cross it we're making
0: it sound really dramatic
1: turning 30. I mean, Are it we? feels <laughs> it feels dramatic because everyone's talking about your, feels your body physically changing your and stuff, right? Yeah. It sounds scary. And that, I think that's what – and also because I haven't really hit my teenage idea <laughs> milestones of what – Of, yeah, of what your life should yeah, look like now. Yeah, and I think that's why I'm a bit anxious and scared about it. But I think I'm excited to see what's on the other side. Um, because if I haven't hit it yet, so then it must be on the other side, right? <laughs> she yeah. gets to 50 and she still hasn't hit It has hasn't to be coming
0: yet. later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: And I think that's all that
0: we have time for today. But if you've guys got any questions or comments about what we've spoken about, we would love to hear from you. Reach out to us on our Instagram page at
1: messyminds.podcast. If you're enjoying our show, please give us a rate and review on, on whatever platform that you're tuning in on. And I guess we will be back in your ears next week. So don't go too far. Until then, this is Mary. And this is Jessie. And don't forget to declutter your messy minds bye guys bye Bye.